The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of Hakeem Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Besides the Saints winning, the most important thing to us is making the jokes. I think I might have IBM. <laughs> There were fewer stories for me to write about the team behind the scenes. Now with Rob Ryan, that potential has returned because he's essentially Jeremy Shockey at 50. It's really George Costanza-ish. Oh, it is. I'm glad they didn't say he had a house in the Hamptons. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. This podcast is brought to you by The Pelican House. 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, they have big screens out the wazoo's 50-inch, 12 of them. They have a 12-foot TV. You can watch the Saints play on Sunday, or you can watch LSU play whatever a Furman is, and hopefully they won't lose like they did to Ole Miss. They have 136 beers on tap, and with LSU's defense, Andrew, you probably need them all. So, a 12-foot TV is more than two Drew Breeses standing on top of each other. That's exactly right. So uh, they have a menu. They have uh, loaded cheese fries, fried green tomatoes and crawfish, ramelade, a beet of city shrimp. Just it's fantastic. Go there. You know, don't get drunk, but have a good time. Watch the Saints just crush Thad Lewis in Buffalo. 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They support us. We support them. Go there. The Pelican House. They're awesome. Um, yeah, and go hit that. on some co-eds. Jesus Christ. I had a sugar cane beer last time I was there, and it was pretty amazing. Uh, what was kind of amazing, uh, Andrew, the Saints did a little surprise move today, a little bit. They, uh, they had to keep Ryan Griffin out of the, the clutches of Jeff Fisher and the Rams. So they moved Ryan Griffin up to the 53-man roster, and they cut Martez Wilson. Uh, were you surprised and, uh, are you in favor of the move? Very surprised. Very. Um, I mean, anytime a third round pick, especially in recent years, this is what, is this his fourth year on the team or third year? Third, third, I third. Think. Okay. So, I mean, he, he's still a young player. He could still develop. I mean, we, we've seen what he does best. We know what he does best. And, you know, I, it's disappointing. I mean, I, I see where the Saints are coming from because, um, you know, obviously I, the Texans are looking at a lot of quarterbacks today. And uh, you just mentioned the Rams and Jay Cutler just got hurt. I mean, there, there was a slew of injuries at quarterback, um, really a slew of injuries at all positions this week, it seems like. But, uh, you know, they were at risk of losing him. And so it, it was important for the Saints to make a decision. My my surprise is that Martez Wilson would be of a 53-man roster, that he would be the low man on the totem pole. In other words, that guys like Keonta 
Dawson or a guy like, uh, I mean, I don't know who else, but I mean, yeah, I'm just saying you look at this roster top to bottom, um, even Robert Meacham, I'm surprised that Martez Wilson would be below those guys. So, um, you know, it's just another high investment in a draft pick on the defensive side of the ball that hasn't panned out. Um, and that's really disappointing. And, you know, on, on some level, you applaud the Saints for having the stones to make that cut, you know, instead of trying to hang on to something when it's not there and admitting their mistake. Um, on the other hand, you kind of look at talent evaluation and it just confirms once again how poor it's been on the defensive side of the ball. So it's pretty disappointing. I mean, I still had hopes for Wilson. I mean, we joke all the time about how he jumps off sides and he has poor discipline, Ralph, but I still had hopes that he would develop into a good player. And he's, he's already shown that he can rush the passer and he kind of has that elite speed and athleticism. And, you know, I, I would have wished – I wish the Saints had been a little bit more patient with him, but it's over now and I, I don't really see him coming back. So it's disappointing. Dave, what's the ceiling for Griffin? Super Bowl. Super Bowl win. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that Super Bowl win as Drew Brees' third-string quarterback. First, first, yeah. uh, first two-lane QB ever to lead a team to a Super Bowl. Is, it, uh, is that going to be on Madden 14 or Madden 15? <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I would say the good news is it seems like the Saints, I mean, you know, actions speak louder than words, especially, I think, in the NFL. And I, I would say the Saints um, signing Griffin and worrying about him going somewhere else uh, says a lot about what they think of him. So, uh, you know, I, people always talk about, well, you know, Drew Brees is getting older and they need to find somebody who's going to, you know, be the next Drew Brees. And I don't know if Ryan Griffin is that person, but um, it certainly seems like the Saints – would at least like to hope so, or, you know, that would be the best case scenario. Um, but the ceiling for him, I don't know. I mean, I just, almost because he is a two-lane quarterback, I just can't imagine him being that <laughs> successful. I, you know, I mean, it would, burn! it would certainly be a first. Um, of course, you know, that, that hurts my heart to say. As yeah, Miss, Miss Hullabaloo is not going to appreciate that kind of no, if, if she heard this, she might never stop at my store ever again. Um, but, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I would say things, things look good. The saints certainly think high of them. Obviously we know that now. Um, Sean Payton knows a thing or two about quarterbacks. So if he sees something, then, uh, I'm okay with it. Really? <laughs> really? Kevin, you're, you're not Kevin? Really? The same, the same fucking brilliant mind that got Adrian McPherson and the same fucking brilliant mind that uh, drafted, oh, the fuck is his name, Tyler Palco, or brought him along. Okay, but, okay Kevin, I mean, but let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Hey, don't forget Sean Canefield. Jesus yeah, don't forget Sean. Okay, but were any of those guys ever on the actor? I mean, Not those either. guys. I don't know. I, I, I'm, this is a legitimate question because I don't know. Um, but I don't know if any of those guys were ever like actually on the active roster. I think during, Canfield. During... Was, I think Canfield was activated for like one game in Week 17 at some point. And I certainly don't think I certainly don't think the Saints would have done what they did today with any of those guys um, if the situation were the same. I, I don't I think agree. they would have signed McPherson yeah. or Canfield or anything like that. So, so I well, do think that that he's on a that Griffin is maybe slightly higher up on the totem pole there than those guys. But you know, I get what you're saying. Uh, I tell you what, 
to 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 quote to to paraphrase Tom Hanks in one of his all time great fucking roles. Well, this Ryan better be worth it. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Kevin. Okay, I agree. I this agree. Ryan better be worth it. He better go home, cure some disease, or invent a longer lasting light bulb. Because let me tell you, I I I don't know about you, but I wouldn't trade ten Ryans for uh, for one uh, for one Wilson or or one uh, Caparzo. I I I don't know. I got to pull from the fucking movie. I agree. I mean, I think the way you got to look at this is now that this is official that basically the Saints gave up Martez Wilson to keep Ryan Griffin. If Ryan Griffin is not the backup quarterback next year in 2014, if he, you know, Luke McCown, I mean, I'm assuming they won't resign him. This, I mean, I'm expecting him to be the number two behind Breeze next season now. You know, right. if they're, if they're going to go ahead and make this move. And if he, if he doesn't make the team or he's not the backup quarterback next season, then that really stings. I mean, then, then. If really Martez Wilson too. turns into something. If Mar, I mean, if if Martez Wilson becomes next Rob Nikovich, if right. it's a washout, then it's a then you're like, well, they just traded, they kept one piece of trash for another. I mean, but if Martez Wilson is Nikovich, or if he's even a competent, if he's a competent guy that you can that that becomes you can play him and not be a complete liability, then I think it's a loss. The thing that I like about it, Andrew, is I just feel like with Griffin, the possibility of him. You could play. You could play him in the preseason, and even this year or next year in week sixteen or seventeen, if the Saints have it all clinched, you could start him. And if he has a good game, it's proven when guys like Kevin Cobb and uh, who's another quarterback that got traded? Matt Flynn. Matt. Yeah. Matt, Matt Flynn. I mean, you can get. He. They could. If if they have everything clinched in week 17, they could start Griffin. He could go 25 of 40 for 280 and two touchdowns and a pick. And in a year, they could get a second-round pick for him. And they won't be able to get that with Martez Wilson. So I feel like it's it's worth the risk because the the upside of what Griffin could get them would be so valuable. So you're not even looking as Griffin as a potential future heir apparent to Breeze or even a backup to Breeze, but more so a trading piece. Well, I mean, it, you would he could be he could be a backup to Breeze next year, but you know if that's what I'm saying, that he could be a backup to Breeze all next year, and they could spot start him this year when they have everything wrapped up, and hopefully maybe they'll be just as good next year. They could do the same, and he could have two or three starts like Kevin Cobb, put up nice numbers. And there's always some needy quarterback desperate fucking team out there. So yeah, yeah. shit, there's three of them right now. You no, know? so I mean, uh, you can't. You know, if Martez Wilson, you're not going to be able to to get that value out of him. So it's it's a risk. I just I I like it. I I think it's a good move. And and to me, like Dave said, the Saints have never done it. They haven't done this for any other third or second string guy that they've had on the practice squad as far as quarterback. So to me. That's a good – Sean Payton, he's doing it for a reason. I trust his judgment with quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely think it's worth it. Yeah. I mean I, the one thing I'll say is that, um, first of all, the, the the offensive component, I think Sean Payton's invested a lot of time and playbook and terminology into this young quarterback. And so 
um, to invest that kind of time, especially in a quarterback, only to see him go to someone else, um, I think maybe is potentially part of the reason behind it. But um, the one thing I keep going back to with this trade or with this release is is Junior Gallette. And the Saints really have no one else besides Martez Wilson on the roster that can really duplicate what Junior Gallette brings to the team. So um, this move makes the health of Junior Gallette, in my opinion, that much more critical because if he goes down, if something happens to him, all of a sudden it's Paris Harrelson who brings a completely different dimension, or you start talking about inside linebackers like Herring or Reddick or Humber um, that are going to have to replace uh, Junior Gallette. So um, my concern is now the Saints are basically one deep at that kind of outside linebacker slash pass rushing defensive end spot. And uh, if something happens to Gallette, Wilson isn't there anymore to step up. So uh, that leaves them pretty thin, I think, at that particular spot. I'm looking. I'm I'm on the I'm on the Florida Links thread for today. Did you know? Because we were talking about Wilson and and Ninkovich, Scott Shanley told Larry Holder uh, that this is Rob Ninkovich part two. Yeah. <laughs> Shanley thinks that this is going to turn into a, a Rob Ninkovich situation, and Martez Wilson is going to go somewhere else to another team, and uh, and and be a good player for another team. So, I mean, it could happen. I'd buy stock. Yeah. I'd buy stock in that right now. Somebody's going to pounce on him. Somebody's going to pick him up for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I think the thing that fascinates us with Martez Wilson is he's such a good special specimen physically, and when he rushes the passer, at times he's shown great ability but to me he's nothing different than like c grant or any other linebacker that the saints have drafted over james allen these Cedric guys Cedric yeah they look great but they suck yeah courtney watson yeah stanley so, Arnew. um so my wife just came home and is and is, is livid because starbucks fucked up her order First, first, first world problems. Um, nice. Uh, so, Andrew, we you had a I fired off a question. You were answering people's uh, tweet questions, and I fired off a question that you. I said, "Is it just my imagination, or are the Saints not throwing the wide receivers this year?" And you were like, "That's an interesting question." And the answer was, "Hell yes, they're not throwing the wide receivers." Are the Saints? too dependent on Sproles and Graham for all their offensive production. Yeah, I was glad you asked me that because it gave me an opportunity to kind of dig deeper at the at the true numbers. And I did every year from 2006 to this year. And every year, Breeze was somewhere between 43 and 48% of his balls going to wide receivers. At least the completions. <laughs> I did say balls, yeah. 43 to 48% of his completions were two wide receivers. Um, this year, the top three receivers on the roster are – and that's from 2006 through 2012. So that's, that's seven years' worth of data. Um, and then if you look at this year, the top three receivers are Graham, Sproles, and Pierre Thomas. And a, <laughs> whop, and a whopping 27% of his completions, 27, are to – receivers so that's compare that to 43 being the lowest ever in a seven-year period now you're talking about 27 percent that that's a huge drop huge 
And so, I mean, the reason why, I mean, I think it's obviously the offensive line. Breeze is getting rid of the ball quicker. But I thought we saw that in the Patriots game. The Patriots recognized that. I thought the Patriots game plan for the Saints, by the way, both offensively and defensively, was amazing. Um, and so I think it'll be interesting to see how the Saints adjust because they kind of, they in some ways, they kind of got owned by Belichick. Um, first of all, defensively, Rob Ryan, you know, he, I think the real strength of this defense is not the two-minute drill. It's when Rob, Rob Ryan has the time to call in a play, get these exotic defenses in to confuse the offense, and that, that's what allows this defense to play well. And so he went right from the beginning, two-minute drill with Tom Brady, no huddle. They were going after it, and that was causing problems for the Saints' defense. And then on the other side of the ball, he was taking away Graham and Sproles, saying, okay, beat me with your receivers, and Breeze couldn't do it. So teams are probably going to start mimicking that, and it's going to be interesting to see if we see that number at 27% go up as he tries to get Colson Stills, Nick Toon, those guys more involved. Um, Kevin, uh, if, if I said to you, Kenny Stills has got to be a main part of this offense. And I'm agree. Talking, um, we agree, but what's the odds of it actually happening? Like, well, look, to, just real quick to piggyback, just to add a little something to what fucking Ju- the, 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 uh, the Juger was, uh, was saying, you know, yeah, the fucking Patriots, Played the defensive strategy to perfection. They played the off- their offensive strategy to perfection, and they need and they still needed referee incompetence <laughs> to win that fucking game. So well, guess so. So I tell you what, you needed you needed to fucking pull off an Ocean's Eleven type heist on a fucking football field, and you still needed incompetent fucking referees. To get the W. So, you know, I'm not, I'm certainly not, I'm no, I'm not shitting on your uh, hypotheses, the great hypotheses, but I got to fucking throw that out there too, because I'm, I'm still a fucking bitter man. And yes, I get bitter about fucking football. So fuck off. Um, (laughs) Now, now to uh, go in your question, ah, fuck, repeat your question. (laughs) <laughs> look i'm drinking and sorry. the dog's laying on me on the couch right now sorry, so i'm kind of just I like you off kevin no 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 this is okay look my elbows are shit. Thinking? i'm thinking can kenny uh, can kenny stills catch 50 balls yes god god Today's i fucking i hope he can't i hope he can i i don't think 50 50 might be 50 is probably too much i think 40 35 to 40 is probably better uh, a more realistic expectation, but Kenny Stills is, they got to find a way to work Kenny Stills in there more. I know he's supposed to be what Meacham and Devery Henderson were, but they got to find a way to get him more involved in the offense because Colston, Colston, Colston for some reason just lately is just not, not been there. And I, I don't know, man. Kevin would let Stills catch two balls for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's two specific balls. Yup. In his mouth. They're very, they're very close together. <laughs> that, that is indeed where I was going with that. Thank you. Kenny Stills can catch Kevin's balls in his mouth. <laughs> so, uh, what's that? Fast. What's that? 
I said they come in fast. Got to be careful. You got to be uh, quick. I know. What, his balls in your mouth? Did you guys see that quote from Kenny Stills about, yeah, it was me wearing the dress. Yeah. I like to do weird things, shrugs. Yeah, yeah. I thought you could We got a fucking J. Edgar Hoover on our hands. <laughs> if he can catch 70 balls, I don't give a shit. Dude, if he can catch fucking 40 balls and, and six touchdowns, I don't give a shit. He's got to fucking step. Look, I need this man to step up. That's all. I need this. I need this man who likes to dress like a woman, who likes to do some other random shit that just, you know, because YOLO or whatever. I just need him to fucking I just need him to fucking step up and just catch more balls and catch some touchdowns to take the pressure off of off of the two running backs who are catching more passes than everybody else except for the fucking tight end. I mean, that's. That's what I need. I need I need somebody with a WR on their fucking uh, uh you know uh, on their designate to to actually ascend to the top three in terms of team receptions for Christ's okay, sake. Well, good because you've got your wish, moron. Jimmy Graham has fifty nine catches. Darren Sproles is forty three, and Marcus Colson is thirty four. There's your top three. Shut up. <laughs> Don't go proving me wrong live on air. Oh, I know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to, you know, screw up everything with stats and facts and figures. But uh, Marcus Colston uh, has 34 catches, which puts him in the top three for receiving. Wait, Jesus who is he having as great? I mean, the, the yardage isn't really there. I mean, he's only got 324 yards. Darren Sproles has more receiving yards than Marcus Colston. I would say that 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 should not be the case. Uh, I mean, Marcus Colson should definitely have more receiving Wait, yards. Wait, how many how many catches does Thomas have? Thirty-one. It's close. It's close. Oh, okay, Colson okay. is there. Um, so. Yeah, but uh, who would have thought? I mean, here we're sitting what seven weeks into the season. Who would have thought that? Oh, the- wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold on! Hold on! Sorry! 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 Hold on! I have to I have to make a public apology, and I have to uh, renege my statement. I was looking at targets. Uh, so over this again. So Jimmy Graham, uh, my my deepest apologies to Kevin Sean Held and his entire family. Um, Jimmy Graham, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Graham has 37 catches. Darren Sproles has 32 catches. Peter Thomas has 29 catches, and Colston has 24 catches. So Colston you see, has- it's a goddamn indignation right there. That's what it is. The goddamn like uh. we need Kenny Stills to step up and to be in the top three. Or we need fucking Colston to hop in the hyperbaric chamber. I hope I hope Marcus Colston was living in his hyperbaric chamber this entire <laughs> bye week because god damn it, we need Colston to go over the middle again and make the hard stuff uh, happen. I just can't believe we're seven weeks into the season and Kevin's full blown love affair with Kenny Stills trumps Dave's full blown love affair with Mark Ingram by leaps and bounds now. Mark Ingram is dead to me. How did that happen? <laughs> you see what do you mean how did that happen fucking he was he ingrammed himself he got got stoned on the goal line ingramming himself has never stopped dave from loving him in the past i don't know well you know my whole thing with ingram was always he needs more touches you know and blah 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 blah. and uh well then they still haven't even though they still haven't used him as my thing is, is I think Ingram, you know, just like Reggie Bush, I think Ingram will go off somewhere eventually and he'll find some success because some team will use him as their primary back and he'll get 20 touches a game and he'll finally be able to get into a rhythm and all that good stuff. Um, but for, 
I think I've come to realize that for he's not going to get that those kind of touches with the Saints. He needs to be a role player, and he's not a role player. And I just don't think he's going to be successful with the Saints, and I, I've given up on him. And I, I thought it was a little crazy. I thought it was a little ridiculous that Jeff Duncan in his mailbag today or yesterday, somebody asked him uh, about the depth chart order, and he had Mark Ingram at third above Kyrie Robinson. And, I mean, I just think that that's ridiculous. I, I, think, I think at this point, I don't – I don't even know. First of all, I think Mark Ingram's injury well, might Jeff, be. Jeff Duncan got kicked off the staff, man. So. I know, and first of all, I think Mark Ingram's injury could be bullshit. I think they—they're just saying he's injured. They just don't want to play him, and they don't want to deal with all the crap that would happen <sighs> if he was a healthy scratch. Uh, and. Uh, That's a theory. Yeah, it's, a, it's certainly a theory, and I mean, I just. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see Ingram again, and I think putting Ingram uh, as number three on the depth chart is ludicrous. Well, don't you think Ingram... Even if you went with the hot hand theory, Kyrie Robinson has the hot hand. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I would think that if Ingram was healthy and not playing, wouldn't you think it would leak, so it would leak out somewhere to pro football talk that he's healthy and he's not playing and he wants to get traded? Like, uh, no, I don't necessarily think that. There's, there's a lot of shit that's happening in the NFL that never gets out. Uh, I, I don't, More than you would ever know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is it possible that that can happen? Yeah. Um, it's possible. I mean, and if, and if somebody was going to leak it, it would probably be his agent or somebody like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, yeah, not, you would, yeah, I don't know. The agent would want to leak it to get him, out, get, them to, get him the fuck out of there. Regardless, my point is, is if you have all four running backs on the Saints roster, if you have Darren Sproles, Pierre Thomas, Mark Ingram, and Kyrie Robinson, I'm not putting Mark Ingram third. I'm putting him fourth. If I was the coach, if I was the fucking coach, and there was a fourth and one situation, and I needed to pick it up, are you going to put Kyrie Robinson in, or are you going to put Mark Ingram in? I'm putting Kyrie fucking Robinson in. I would yeah, well, I not agree, even a fucking question. I agree, I but all that said, I would say there's a 50-50 shot. There's a 50-50 shot that Ingram will get a touch in this game coming up. Oh, Just throwing man. it out there. He was a, they traded a number one pick to get him. Less than three. It's like 50 It's He said the Saints were great at drafting. <laughs> well, That's no, I'm just – I'm just saying – I'm just saying, Dave, it's a steep fall for Mr. Ingram. That's what I'm saying. He just the problem is he got drafted by the wrong team. You know, if you believe in 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 quantum physics or string theory or parallel universes, there's some parallel universe where Mark Ingram gets drafted by, you know, the New York Giants or some other or the Green Bay Packers or some some run heavy team, the Cleveland Browns, and he's fucking rookie of the year award. You just stated the you just named the Green Bay Packers as a run heavy team. No, I. <laughs> they they kind of are now with Lacey. He's Come the only on, wor- he's the only Alabama running back that's worth a shit. Richardson is terrible. Um, Ingram is terrible. You know, maybe Alabama he's running terrible. backs in general is just garbage. Yeah, well, I mean, if he's healthy, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens between Kyrie and, and Ingram. See who they go with this week. I hope he's an. I hope he's a healthy scratch. <laughs> you think there's any way if he's healthy they activate both? No. What, no would they have? what are they going to do with four fucking running backs? They can't even use three of them properly. They've done, they, did that, they did that in Denver. They had five active. Five last active year. running backs. Last year. They, they must have been worried about the altitude and people getting gassed. I mean, they've done it. That was, that was, that was under Joe Vitt. 
So well, there's, there's your explanation right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like Joe a bit, but he's no head coach. No, he's not. He's a uh, he's, he's a conference guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good cap. He's a good capo. He's he's a good. Uh, uh, what what's who was the guy who was underneath uh, Tony Soprano? He's a good Silvio. Yeah, he's supposed to play. He's no Tony. He knows where the bodies are buried. Right. You call you call up Joe when you need when you need to get somebody whacked. I mean seriously, Joe Joe Vitt would take a bullet before revealing any any secret that you, he had. Uh, he, he's one of those guys. <laughs> um. Andrew, they had a spat of quarterback injuries um, this past week. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. They did. Wait, wait, wait. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. Oh, shit. I hit the fucking mute button on myself. I've been trying to talk for like the last five minutes and you guys keep talking over. I thought you guys were just being collective assholes to me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm trying to work in a bit. It's a little better. God damn it, man. Well, lay it on us. What you got? The sad thing is the quality of the show went up 15 points with me on fucking mute. God damn it. This All right. Just like the Saints offense. It's it's subtra- addition by subtraction. You yeah, take they, yeah. Dave, That's your great. microphone is getting hotter and hotter. Take Kevin out, it gets better. Dave, your microphone is getting so hot, you're 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 leaking into Burger King drive-through territory there. <laughs> the end. So, so basically so to sum up dave's feelings on mark ingram are every rose has its thorn just like every night has its dawn every cowboy sings a sad sad song every saints fan has his ingram yeah, it does. <laughs> is my mic okay now? No, not really. Fucking the best part of this entire bit was that the second I finished, you guys are just like, so is my mic working? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it. If I was, if we were really industrious, we would have had that queued up and we could have it playing right now. Ah, we right. could probably pitch in it's 20. post. We could probably. Edit in post. Editing. Well, we could probably r- raise up twenty dollars and have Vince Neil do it live. <laughs> fucking do it live. <laughs> do it live. We'll fucking Actually, do it live. That, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't that Brett Michaels? What? Oh do it yeah, that's Brett Michaels. That's Vince I got my, Neil. I got my I got my '80s bands wrong. Oh come on. Uh, but Brett, which brings us to people you need to donate if you want quality sound. You click the little PayPal button on the side of the website, and you can donate a dollar. And have me or Kevin insult the relative of your choice that's not a Saints fan. Wait, so people or actually, loved one? People actually signed up for this? Yeah, we have four people there signed up. Wow. Awesome. Does my mic still suck? That's a little better, maybe. It's a little better. It's a little better. But it's still not great. It's still not great, but it's it's, it's worlds better than a Burger King drive-thru. I'm just gonna yeah. slam my microphone in. And just hope yeah, that it fixes itself. Yeah, people, make sure you donate so Dave can continue to sound like shit. No. <laughs> no, he'll sound. Is this any better? No, that's worse. Is it really? Fuck. No, that's all yes. right. That's all right there. <laughs> this is okay? This is okay like this? No. No? It's, it's... You said. Break it. break it you said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
I just don't understand why it gets so shitty in the middle of the podcast. I haven't done a damn thing. I don't know. <laughs> Got a love vibe pitch, Kevin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Helium balloon Kevin has arrived. That thing, that, that thing. It's bad. I don't know. I don't, I... Oh, my God. Says I don't know. That means it sounds like shit. No. No, that's, that sounds way better. Can I can I can I get the odds on helium balloon Kevin to Sir Kevin for the rest of the season? Uh, the odds are helium Kevin plus four and a half. <laughs> Kevin, is this better? Yeah. That's better. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna touch it. All right. Next topic. That's what she said. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. You know. Three thousand people a week download this podcast, and, and they're getting high quality entertainment. They do, and when it's not on, when it when they don't have it on Tuesday, they'll tweet me and be like, "Dude, where's the podcast?" So we got some hardcore people, and they want Helium Kevin, and they got him. And she let go, Dave. All right, please, Ralph, reel us in, man. Uh, I, I was gonna, of God. I was gonna segue to, um, <laughs> uh, Bum Phillips dying, but that's not a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, good, I shouldn't good, be laughing. That's not a good segue. We'll get to that in a, we'll get to that in a minute, but um, Andrew, here's the thing that I was thinking about today driving home, Sean Payton has a really good coaching tree. He's got Curtis Johnson, coaching Tulane, <laughs> five and two. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He's got, <laughs> he's got Aaron Cromer having the Bears have the number two scoring offense in the NFL. And he's got Doug Marone keeping the Bills afloat with Thad Lewis. Is the Sean Payton tree really, really underrated? I think the jury's still out. I mean, I think it looked pretty bad before. I mean, Dennis Allen's been a disaster. Um, John Bunting, remember that guy? He went to North Hazlitt. Carolina. That was, was that Hazlitt? That was Hazlitt. Are you sure about that? Yeah. yeah oh, I'm shit. Sure. All right, Ron no. Zook. Zook was. Oh, that's Hazlitt too, man. You get oh, God. Too. <laughs> oh, okay, Gary Gibbs. Gary Gibbs. Yeah, but he, well, Gary, he was hired by Hazlitt. But, I'm but, showing my age. But Gary Gibbs wasn't a head coach post Sean Payton. Where is no, he now anyway? No, but I remember him being a position coach somewhere and being a, atrocious. Yeah. Uh, I want to say is Gary Gibbs now. He's I think he's in I think he's in the uh the Dallas area Walmart number four as a greeter. <laughs> no, he's a linebacker coach for somebody. Kansas City, maybe? I don't know. Oh God! There's no way he's the linebacker coach for the best defense in the NFL. <laughs> Let me see. I'm gonna Google. You sure he's not the linebacker coach for like Missouri State University? That that sounds about right. <laughs> the, the Chiefs. <laughs> Let me see. Gary Gibbs. He is. Do 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 do. Uh, they don't have where he is. Um, we mean they don't have where he is now. Number twelve, right. the greeter, number Walmart. No, he was with he was with Kansas City last year. I'm sorry. Okay, so they kicked <laughs> him to the curb and then immediately got a lot better. Sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, they did. When Kool Aid Man took over. Oh yeah. 
that gif was awesome. Of yes. Got Andy Reid busting through the wall like the cool guy. <laughs> it's just the best. It's Jeff. Um. Oh. <laughs> no. God. Okay, let's talk about football. Uh, all right. I don't buy Never. fucking peanut butter that has a G on it, Chief. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, um, Unfucking believable. Let me tell okay. you something. I I may not be a man of high moral fucking standing. I may not stand for much, but god damn it, there are fucking principles in this world that every human being has to fucking you gotta draw a line in the sand and you gotta say, I'm on this side and this is the right side. And God damn it, I'm staking this one out. <laughs> Unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable. Why can't Unbelievable. it be Jeff? Why can't it be Jeff? That's like buying fat-free ranch, dude. You just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just is. Um, now we'll get to we'll get to the discussion that I, that. It's a hard segue, but whatever. Bum Phillips died last Friday. Are we? I don't know. We're going to preview the Bills game, but we'll get to that later. This... Oh, my God. This guy's not Gentlemen, I have to interrupt this phonetics discussion. Bomb Phillips died. <laughs> oh man, you know. Oh man. We sell no people. Um, <sighs> That's great. Um. Anyway. Anyway. I'm is, oh wait, oh wait. I'm sorry. Is it bum or is it bume? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was pretty good. Uh, I know. I totally got <laughs> we're, we're skipping that entirely. Juge, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin, you didn't display the proper amount of respect for moving to the next segment. I don't know. I don't know. Like, we're so ridiculous. It wasn't a good choice by the host. Can, can somebody taser Kevin? Jesus. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm just going to put on the recap. Kevin loses his shit. Uh, I mean, that's basically the title of the podcast. Kevin loses shit. That's it. <sighs> deep breaths. Deep breaths. Get the paper back. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, come on. You, you guys got to continue on. I don't even know where to get back. Where? Where? How about, how about awful Twitter of the week? All right. All right. Yeah, awful Twitter of the week. Um, there weren't too many options this week, Andrew, but uh, they did have a famous person that, that, that came through in the clutch. Yeah, my, my favorite this week is Marcus Vick. And I have the tweet right here. I just pulled it up. Yeah, this was when uh, when uh, Nick Foles was quarterbacking the Eagles and was a disaster. Um, I'll remind you that the Eagles scored three points this week <laughs> against the same Dallas Cowboys defense that gave up about 
90 to the Denver Broncos. And uh, his tweet was, y'all Eagles fans should appreciate my brother Mike, but y'all don't. L-M-A-O, hashtag dumb motherfuckers. Um, so there you go, Marcus Vick. Uh, apparently, Marcus has not been watching his brother play very much this season either um, because he's been a disaster not only this year, but last year was even worse. And he can't stay healthy, and he somehow has gotten two $100 million contracts. How, I'll never understand. But uh, anyway. And blowing big- it all. And blowing it all, yep. So once again, the Vic family. Marcus Vic is, I mean, he is consistent um, when it comes to tweeting about his brother. I mean, he's good for at least three or four a year of, of nonsensical tweets like that. Yeah, I, li- I like it when family members get on Twitter slash social media to defend relatives that are... Is Kevin doing a line right now while we're... While we're, while we're <laughs> no, 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 I apparently accidentally hung <laughs> up the phone and... The answer is yes. Had to call back in. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Do I sound weird? <laughs> you sound like... Where do I start? You... Like, how does my audio sound? You sound like you <laughs> slammed a fifth of Jack and a handful of Percocet. Okay. And helium. And helium. Well, laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Dave, do we have any questions from the people from on Twitter? <laughs> we do. Yes, yes, we wow. do. Wow. Um, none of them are serious, though. Let's have, well, let's have Kevin answer all. Well, of these. How much of this fucking podcast has been serious? <laughs> Five minutes. Well, we, um, our good buddy Skooks, uh, had a, had a bunch of questions for us. Uh, everybody knows Skooks. He's he's New Orleans. He's Twitter famous in New yeah, Orleans. Yeah. Um, awesome follow. Highly recommend. Yeah, good good follow for sure. Um, and. Uh, so he wants to know how much the Saints weigh. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, well, I, I, I may actually be able to look that up. They, they give that out. I wouldn't be able to give out the current weight, but I could maybe give you the starting roster uh, weight because sometimes the NFL gives that out. But uh, he also wants to know um, what's their favorite condiment. Uh, are there any Saints cat owners? Um, and uh, which fabric softener do they use? And then, uh, uh, on a, on a, well, oh, you guys have answers for those. You guys know the answers to those. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Uh, okay. Well, have at it. All right. So, fabric softener, I use the. Uh... No, not the, not you. They want to know what Saints players use. Oh. They don't give a shit which, which fabric softener you use. Oh, well, fuck. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. As a trainer, but probably, probably like. Probably like. Fabrice. Downy, maybe they buy in bulk at Sam's. Febreze, you mean like the spray? <laughs> That's what Drew Breeze uses. No, 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 no. There's like a, I think there's like a Febreze type. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking there's like a brand that has like a Febreze ingredient in their in yeah, their right. uh, fabric softener. Right. All right. Wait. Now Skooks also asks. Um, he asks, which Saints remind you of Muppets? And which Ooh, one specifically? A, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't have an answer to that one. Huh. Is, is there a fat Muppet? Because it would be John Jenkins. Uh, I don't think there is a fat Muppet. 
Hmm. Let's see. Uh, I would say Garrett Hartley reminds me of Gonzo kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Tweaker. Who's Animal? Well, that's the Muppet Babies. Well, oh, no, 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 no. The Muppet Babies ended up growing up to be the Muppets. <laughs> Animal uh, was in both. Oh, yeah, no. John Jenkins is Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Darren Sproles yep. is probably uh, oh who's the uh, the shrimp the French shrimp the French shrimp what yeah the, 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 uh, the, no King Prawn that's who he is I don't know who that is Darren Sproles is King Prawn uh, Bob Ryan is Fozzie Bear who's <clears throat> Fozzie Bear yeah well, he's I a guess funny that. guy. On Twitter. No, Rob Ryan's the crazy guy. What's the crazy one that plays the drums? Animal. animal. Yeah, that's, that's Rob animal. Ryan. Okay. There. Well, who's a guy that tells a lot of jokes on Twitter? Because that'll be Fozzie Bear. Junior Gillette, I guess. Oh. Junior Gillette. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see Fozzie Bear starting shit. <laughs> so, so Junior Gillette is Fozzie Bear. Oh, I'm going to say the same. Sam the Eagle. I want to figure out Sam the Eagle, dude. I fucking love Sam the Eagle. <laughs> Going back to the Wade question, I'm going to say the weight, the Saints weigh 13,000 because I'm just going to say 53 times 250. I'm going to say on average an NFL player weighs 250 pounds. So I'm going to say I'm going to say 13,000 pounds. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to say, Kevin, Sam the Eagle is probably going to be Colston. Cause he's kind Ooh, of- I, I don't know. I got to disagree. <clears throat> but, but, but why do you think? Well, because he's kind of tall and kind of goofy, and I can't remember anything that he's ever said. Right. But that's, no, no, no. But, but you see, here's the thing. Sam the Eagle, <laughs> when he does talk <clears> – <throat> He, he's he's a guy that's in the background, but when he does talk, it's this fucking like ridiculous like I have a list, you know, like he's very serious about stuff. That's... And I'm kind of leaning toward Vilma. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's because good. Vilma's on the back burner now, and Vilma's definitely a guy that could I could see getting up on a fucking podium and like waving a sheet of paper. And just like saying, I have names. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Kenny, Kenny Stills is Beaker. I can't yeah. believe that we're still making these comparisons. This is amazing. Can, dude, it's the fucking Muppets, man. I can, <laughs> we might have to bring that one back next week. Okay, wait. I actually can't, I can't believe that we're actually answering seriously some of these crazy questions because I bet he never thought that we would actually attempt to answer these questions. Right, I have so to answer to the wait. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. For <laughs> wait. Okay, I don't. Ha- this is not the cur- the weight of the current roster, but this is the weight of their starting their their roster at the start of the season for Week One after final cuts. Uh, the Saints waited out. You guys want to guess? This is from the NFL. They sent out emails. Thirteen thousand. Did you so guess? Thirteen thousand pounds. All right, Ralph. No, no, no. Average. No, the average average per player. Oh, two forty-seven. Okay. 225. Okay. I'll go, I'll go 233. Uh, Juge closest. Um, 244. 244 pounds. <clears throat> Actually, 244.23. Wow. That's the average weight of the wow. Saints roster. 
average height do you want you guys want to guess their average Ooh, i'm gonna say six three inch no 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 that's too tall six two and change okay i'm gonna say uh, six, i'll say six three okay oh god i'm gonna go lower i'm gonna say uh six one <clears throat> yes six point one four mm. average height you want how about the average age of their roster god damn it sprolls <laughs> average age the saints dropped down they it's got like younger it, this year yeah it's like 25 point something i think i saw that somewhere yeah i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna say 24.7 i'm gonna say 27 and a half uh, 26.3 years old well, kevin wins that one so dave do you have any more questions for us uh yeah well we had one serious question oh yeah um Fuck that. They not Ryan, Ryan, Berger, Ryan Berger wants to know, how do you figure the Saints are grooming Rufus Johnson? Um, my answer to that would be, I think, a good shower and a shave, and uh, I think he'd clean right right up. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I think Rufus Johnson brush. Is, I think Rufus Johnson is destined for Martez Wilson fate. Boo! <laughs> 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 Be real successful on another, on another team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably right. for the Falcons. All right, now those were all our questions. Thanks, exactly. thanks, and uh, thanks. Twitter. Tweet us, tweet us next week, and we'll answer your question, uh, no matter how serious or how uh, insane it is. The more insane, the, the more insane, the yeah. better. Yeah, ask us what our favorite condiments are. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I would say, what is your favorite condiment, Kevin? You're dying to answer that. No, 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 no. The fucking users, our fucking, our audience needs to ask us that. Oh. No, let's talk about this. Let's, this talk, about, let's talk about here. condiments. I, is barbecue sauce a condiment? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. love barbecue. I love barbecue sauce. I, I'm going to say, pardon me, but do you have any gray barbecue poupon? Sauce. Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the same, like I'm in the Dijon. same neighborhood. I, I like, like spicy Dijon. mustard. Dijon, baby. Yeah. Salsa is America's favorite condiment now. Over mayo? No way. It's number one. Oh, God. Mayo is a abomination. Maybe, maybe in your Mexican household. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but how, many, how many of them are, uh, are infiltrating? Yeah, but the thing, that's, that's the point, Kevin. And the thing is, like, if, I have, if you have like, a bowl of mayonnaise or a bowl of salsa, you're not going to be like, ooh, look at that bowl of mayonnaise. I mean yeah, – Yeah, you're going you're gonna to burn that bowl of mayonnaise. <laughs> Dump. Serious. I mean, seriously. I tell you what. If I could go back in time, I would. I would totally just completely obliterate the office where fucking mayonnaise was dreamed up. Big. You amen. Know, amen. You're not a big mayo guy. My my wife is not a big mayo guy, and I I I used to be, but I. Your less your less. wife Wait, is wife's not a guy? big mayo guy. Well, girl, whatever. Yeah. Is that is this post op or what? No. <laughs> No, no. They do a lot of this. They do a lot of this in Mexico, don't they? They do. You can get a cut rate. You can get steroids. You can get, you can get a bionic bionic leg in the back of a van in Juarez, if need be. But you know, but uh, what else you got, Ralph? All right, we got to get to the bill. We got to get to the Bills game. Um, Andrew, you. They're playing the they're playing the Bills. They're a two touchdown favorite. They're twelve wait, and a half. Wait, who's playing the Bills? <laughs> yeah. Who? And Andrew was very negative towards the Bills. Basically, just dismissed them. Even though every game they've played this year has been close. Uh, so Andrew, Andrew, 
Patria. Yeah. That's about right. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. this podcast is off the rails. Uh, you broke the bills down. Give us I a quick did. snapshot of like what people need to look for. They run the ball very well. <laughs> this is Andy Roddick. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, the Bills are very – they keep it simple, man. They run the ball well, and they rush the passer. Those are the two things that they do with tremendous success. Mario Williams has 10 sacks already this year, which is incredible. Yikes. Yep. And uh, old LSU boy, um, Kyle Williams, is playing some great football for them too. So, yeah, I mean, they've got a nice tandem in the backfield with Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller. Jackson seemed to have banged up his knee a little bit last week, but he ended up finishing the game. So I'm guessing he's Spiller is murdering fantasy teams all across America. Yep. So, I mean, yep, he is. So, look, I mean, if you're the Saints, the game plan is very simple. Stop the run. I mean, you've got to commit. You've got to stop the run. You've got to stop the run. <laughs> make, make that good old fad boy. Um, make the quarterback beat you. Um, defensively, the Saints have to do an effective job of running the football in this game. And they did a good job against the Patriots, so I'd like to see them piggyback off that effort. Um, but they they want to keep this defense honest and not get in obvious passing situations because they they are weak defensively. They're 27th overall, 28th against the run, but fourth in the league in sacks. So. If you get, they don't get people in the obvious passing downs because they give up way too much on the ground. But if they do get people in passing downs, then they get the sacks. They obliterated Miami last week. Obliterated. Miami line sucks, but I mean they were they were killing Tannehill and my wife. uh, (laughs) Between Mexico not qualifying for the World Cup and uh, all the Houston teams sucking, watching her Dolphins lose. Uh, was almost too much to bear. Well, hold on, hold on a second. Mexico, the remember the U.S. saved them. They said, but they hadn't qualified yet. I mean, dude. Yeah, but they're, dude, they got to play New Zealand. They're gonna get in. Dude, they gotta go. Dude, they're on their they're on their fourth coach in three months. Dude, it's New Zealand. Dude, I don't know, man. They look pretty bad. They gotta go to New Zealand. That's a hard place to play. I don't know. I mean, it's like Game of Thrones, you know. Yeah, it's nothing... all seven fans in the stands. Yeah, but uh, no, but it, it, she was upset because I got to remind her nine thousand times that the United States saved Mexico's ass. Yep. Well, anyway, yeah, no, that was nice. That was nice. That was but fun. The, the but the point is, uh, Buffalo's pass rush is really good. It is. Yep. So Saints got to do a good job of rushing the ball. Which is, uh, you know, kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Ingram and Kyrie Robinson. Like, those are the two guys that I think are the key players for the Saints, depending on which one of the two the Saints decide to use. Uh, Kevin, where did you have Buffalo in your power rankings this week? I had power rankings this week? Um, (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that, Dave. I've been incredibly, incredibly fucking occupied, unfortunately. Um. Where would I have had Buffalo? Uh, Buffalo would probably be uh, like 21-ish, 22-ish, somewhere around there. Stop uh, the Saints. power bombs and give the people what they want. Well, I'm working on that. I got to – look, man, the people want to see me fucking take power bombs on video, and eventually I'm, I'm building up to that. <laughs> uh, Iron Eagle. Actually, I'm th- – here's the – you know what the sad thing is about the about my wrestling uh, – uh, alter ego is I'm thinking, I'm thinking I may ditch the idea of a mask and, and just wrestle maskless and just go by Sean Orleans. 
<laughs> That's no fun. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's like I'm already a fuck. I'm already a dick on commentary. I'm, I already am quite the night. I'm already quite the uh, the smartass. So I get to still be a smartass, and I've already got a sweet fucking name as it is. I mean, Sean, or- Sean Orleans is a pretty sweet fucking name. Well, I should be able to rewrite the lyrics of the song I wrote you for to Sean Orleans. That shouldn't yeah. be too tough. You okay. Can make it, you can make it like death metal meets Dr. John. Huge. <laughs> all right. I can see what I can whip up. Uh, all right. Let's get to game previews where everybody gives their prediction of the score and says their new BFF uh, come Monday. So, Dave, I'll start with you. How's the game going to go? Give me a score and then give me a BFF uh, that we're going to be talking about on Monday. Uh, <clears throat> I think Vegas knows what they're talking about. They set these. Twelve and a half is uh, a lot of points when Jimmy Graham might not play. That's a lot of points. Well, they're back home, and uh, Buffalo's really not that great. I mean, you heard where Kevin puts them in his power rankings. That's really all you need to know. Um, I mean, but, that is the standard you're judged by. <laughs> right. It's, you know, it's, it's an international accepted universal formula. Um <clears throat> It's like the gram. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Saints, Saints, Saints are going to win by at least 14. So my, as far as the score prediction, I'll say uh, I'm going to go 38 to uh, 17. And uh, the Saints uh, offense uh, really moves well. I think uh, with or without Graham doesn't matter. And my BFF will be Kenny Stills. He got his first uh, touchdown last week, and I think that's going to break the ice, and I think that's going to break the barrier, and I think uh, <clears throat> it's going to start flowing now, and we're going to see him in the end zone a lot more, so I'm going to go with Kenny Stills. All right, uh, Juge? Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a close game in the first half. Saints pull away in the second. I'm going to say Saints 31, Bills 17. So I'm going to say the Saints hold them. They, I'm going to say Saints cover, and the Saints do hold the Bills under 20 points. Uh, I'm going to pick a defensive player um, in this game, and I'm going to pick Curtis Lofton. I'm going to say that he gets double-digit tackles with the amount of times that Buffalo Ooh. runs the ball, and I'm going to say that he either gets a – sack and a forced fumble or comes up with a big interception or a fumble recovery or something makes a big play on defense. So I'm um, going Curtis Lofton. Uh, Kevin. All right. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go saints. I'm going to go saints. Saints 30. Yeah. And I'm going to go Buffalo 13. Mm. And my BFS, oh man, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna buy. Ky- I'm gonna buy Kyrie Robinson again. You're gonna buy. Nice. I'm gonna go 28 to 17. Buffalo's gonna cover 12 and a half points. That's that's too many. That, that, that Buffalo. It's, it's gonna be one of those games where it's never gonna be like where you can start flipping over to the red zone channel completely. But you're never going to feel like Buffalo is threatening at all. So I'm going to say 28-17, and I'm going to go Nick Toon, who was vying to be Dave's BFF, but he kind of fell out of favor. So I'm going to go Nick Toon's going to have a touchdown. 
That's a terrible call. That's what? <laughs> all right. You're well, basing it on the fact that he hasn't done anything all season. I'm just, you know, I'm trying. I'm reaching for the stars. You know, uh, one, one of these days, we're, one of us is going to be the asshole that says, yeah, you know, I, I think my pick's going to be Drew Brees. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna. We used that. to do that. We used to do that, but that's just being an, you know, that's just being an asshole and then going on Twitter. I picked Drew Brees as my MVP and I got the score correct. Give me props. <laughs> it's like Jesus. Drew Brees will throw for at least 200 yards. All right. I I I can't stand those predictions in the, in our contest. Yeah, the Saints way. will have at least 50 plays. Hey, wait, oh, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did I fucking win this past week? Oh, you know what? Let's go and look. The poll should be closed. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man, because I checked the first day and I was actually surprised to see that I was winning. Well, let's go Let's go check it out. <laughs> Dave, I'm going to go on the polls this week and I'm going to pick Pierre Thomas will have at least one yard rushing. <laughs> Drew Drew Brees will have at least three <laughs> completions. <laughs> yeah, see where that gets you. Garrett Hartley will get one point or more. Oh, uh, let's boy. see. There were 38 oh, total oh, votes. There it is. Uh, can we get a, a drum roll, please? <laughs> our, our prediction contest last week was Kevin Sean Held. Wow. Yes. Yeah, buddy. You wow. you so many people nine, think. You had nine votes for 24%, which puts you ahead of that N.O. boy who had seven votes at 18%. Dave, uh, tell him what he's won. Hey, Kevin Shaw, hell, thank you for playing CSC Prediction Contest. You're the winner of a brand new jack shit. <laughs> I won what? Jack, jack shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he, he would have been able to hear better if Dave's audio was worth yeah, shit. Yeah, and if, and if Dave's audio would work better, if more people if would Dave's donate. If Dave's audio wasn't jack shit. If more people would <laughs> donate. Like T Money did this week, he donated three dollars. Thanks, T Money. Yeah. And 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 the Pelican Brief, the Pelican Brief uh, signed up to be our sponsor. Yeah, the Pelican House, Kevin, not the Pelican. Yeah, whatever. They're all fucking. They're John, lovely, and they have a lot of beers. 136, uh, Baton Rouge, the Pelican House. Go there and watch LSU and the Saints stomp their opponents this week. So, uh, with the co-eds. <laughs> God damn! I need to live vicariously through some of you little shits. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's Kevin is is what are nursing. You talking up. about you're a single man. Mm. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I ain't fucking in Baton Rouge. He's True. he's too busy. He's he's too busy doing power bombs to date. He's got a wrestling career to worry about. You know, is my audio really still shitty. Dave, you were like AM radio from like halfway on. Why didn't you? I was. I was. I was Wow, I tell, we told you, and you were like, it's got better. I don't, I don't know, Dave. I don't then know. Then you said it was okay. It did get better, but when you get excited, it gets worse. I think, like, you, you must get closer to the mic or something. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, my it's, it's, God. Oh, it's, it's okay, Dave. We know you can't afford uh, proper equipment. We understand. I have, I'm probably the only one of us who has a, a, an, an actual microphone. No, I have a headset. I have a headset. Oh, well, boo, you're the host, and you're fancy. You're a fancy lad. Yeah. All right. Uh, for, for Dave. Damn it. For Andrew and for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Wash your hands. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't worry, that's coming. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is the best ever. Uh, so for all of these knuckleheads, uh, for everybody out there, be safe. Until next week, uh, so long, people. <laughs> There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.